Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Dang it, Jamie. Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to the Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it. But I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. One of my goals from this show is to stay authentic. And as you heard in the intro, this show has really come about through my journey and the things that I am learning that make sense to me and I'm finding that it makes sense to other people who also have ADHD. I originally planned to do this episode about justice sensitivity in people with ADHD. I am so amazed at all of the research associated with it. I did a poll on my Instagram and the feedback was just mind-blowing to me. And the more and more that I read about it, the more intrigued I am. And I wanted to share that with you as well, which we're probably going to get around to next week. Because... In the middle of planning, and I even wrote out the paper and show notes and everything that I started putting together and the finding and changing the wording and such, and life happened so aggressively from me that I really felt like it was important to talk about this week while it's still fresh with all of you and to see if maybe you have any of the same similarities, the same reactions, and if any of these tips will also help you get through those times. And quick note before we get started, there are no new patrons for this week who just signed up, but those who are patrons, you just got some goodies sent out to you this week and you're going to get another set of goodies next week. So thank you for being a supporter of this podcast and I love having you as part of the family. Anger. Anger is part of the natural emotional spectrum. It's a part that researchers say has helped humans and animals survive. This powerful emotion can motivate you to make changes, to confront problems, and to resolve them, and to defend essential boundaries. But as normal, and even healthy, as anger can be, it can harm your health, your self-esteem, your career, and your relationships if you express it in unhealthy ways or in ways that aren't in line with social expectations. For people with ADHD, there are particular challenges to managing anger in a positive way. The emotional impulsivity of ADHD can make it easier to fly off the handle or blurt out hurtful things. Recognize the signs of approaching anger and use these tips that I'm going to give you to help disarm and manage those out-of-control feelings. Did you know that once anger was a part of the definition of ADHD, in the United Kingdom, for example, ADHD was known as disorder of anger and aggression. Now, anger isn't one of the criteria used to diagnose ADHD anymore, But a lot of healthcare providers recognize that anger can keep you from functioning well at home, in school, at work, and especially in your social life. Now, while I typically try to focus more on adults because that's what I am, I am a bit of, let's say, seasoned adult. Well, look at this. Here's the answer to our problem. So I can only tell you the things that I really know that sink home in my head. But I found a lot of information about anger in teens and children 
and adults sit well, so I thought, why not? We'll just tap on it a little bit. So we know that children, teens, and adults with ADHD often have a hard time managing real strong emotions. Researchers call this condition emotional dysregulation. About 70% of adults with ADHD have some degree of emotional dysregulation. It's a result of a difference in neurodevelopment. Let's talk about what some of the emotional dysregulation can include. Some of the experiences may look like this. You feel a persistent, low-grade hum of irritability. You feel grumpy, as though something unpleasant is brewing inside. There have been days when I've been at work and I've texted my husband, a couple things has happened that really annoyed me, but it lingered. And I remember telling him, I just need to get rid of this frustration because I don't want to keep it and I just can't stop feeling it while I'm at work. It will impede the quality of care that I will provide. I hate having that just constant nagging frustration inside of me. The next, you feel impatient when you're under stress. You feel a sudden surge of anger when you're frustrated in pursuit of a goal, whether it's a major life goal or just an everyday goal like trying to get a lid unstuck or solve a complex math problem. You feel emotions intensely. Sometimes the degree of emotion you feel is out of proportion to the situation that sparks it. This literally happened to me today. I wanted to go paddleboarding. I was looking forward to it all day. My paddleboard is really heavy. I have two dogs I'm taking with me and I get out there, I unpack the board, I haul it down by the water and I don't have my hand pump. I lost my mind for no reason because when the board was used last the hand pump was not put inside the back and so that means that my husband had to take it out separately and not put it in the back does that really matter but I was so just angry for about five minutes and then, and then I thought while I was driving home to go get the pump if this is the worst thing that happens to me all week it's gonna be a really great week Okay, you may have explosive burst of anger. You might even have a hard time expressing your anger verbally, which can lead to even more frustration. You might not notice other people's feelings or you might misinterpret them. And you might find it easier to feel and express anger or sadness than you do your other feelings. So a lot of research is focused on irritability specifically, which is something described as a mood in which people tend to feel some degree of anger. When you're irritable, changes in your environment can make you feel angry. If you expect things to go a certain way and they don't, you might get angry really quickly. Irritability and ADHD appear to go hand in hand. In one recent study involving 696 children with ADHD, 91% had at least one symptom of irritability. In this study, researchers found that irritability was associated with both anxiety and depression symptoms. They say the connection between irritability and depression symptoms may be genetic. If you experience irritability, it's important to talk about it with your healthcare provider. If irritability is common for you, getting treatment could prevent other problems down the road. Studies have shown that irritability can affect your physical health, your earning ability, your risk of anxiety and depression. Medication and psychotherapy have both been effective in calming irritability in people with ADHD. Oh, the next one I use all the time, frustration. ADHD can prime you for frustration. You have goals, drive, you have energy, but issues with organization, distraction, or time management, those all can make the follow-through really difficult. I told you we're going to touch just a tad on the non-adults the little people. 
and here's one of the places. ADHD makes it a real challenge to finish tasks that demand persistence. In one study, students with and without ADHD began a complex task. More of the students with ADHD quit the task than students without ADHD, which led researchers to think that they may have had a lower tolerance or frustration. That may be because frustration causes such a strong reaction. When researchers talk to children with ADHD about how they feel when they're frustrated, they describe an intense emotional experience, even long after the frustrating event is over. So for adults, of course, frustration isn't limited to children. Adults with ADHD are exposed to a lot, a lot of daily frustrations. Take driving to and from work as an example. I was a travel nurse, drove all across country. One of my contracts was in Boston. Boy, that traffic was fun. Another one was in Phoenix. Yeah, their traffic's pretty bad too. And Baltimore. So, yeah, driving to and from work is definitely a good example. A 2012 study measured responses to frustrating road conditions during a driving simulation. Drivers with ADHD had about the same number of angry thoughts as drivers without ADHD. Hmm, that sounds good, right? No, that's wrong. <laughs> because drivers with ADHD who expressed more of their anger while driving tended to make more tactical driving errors and had more collisions than other drivers. Researchers say the driving errors weren't because of distraction, but because of frustration and negative emotion. Anger, like other emotions, has a kind of sliding scale from mild annoyance to frustration to rage. For some people, ADHD can speed up the shift from one level of anger to another. Researchers have defined aggression as the immediate intent to cause harm to self, to others, property, to objects. Aggression can feel powerful in the immediate sense. People may do what you want them to do when you get angry, but aggression isn't a healthy response. It damages relationships, it can cost you your job, and it can do lasting damage to your health. Some people with ADHD become aggressive as an impulsive reaction to something that happens. A frustration, a provoking comment, or stress. Experts think that aggressive behavior may come from an avoidance of angry or hurt feelings. The aggressionist attempt to rid the self of negative emotion. Other times, aggression isn't a quick reaction. It's planned to accomplish something the person wants. Both kinds of aggression are possible for anybody with or without ADHD but impulsive aggression is much more common with people with ADHD. We all know the destructive power of anger, particularly when it's uncontrolled. So here's some tough truths to talk about. One, anger impedes our ability to be happy. Two, it can send marriages and other family relationships completely off course. Three, it compromises our social skills and it interferes with healthy relationships. Four, it can hurt productivity at home and as well in the workplace. Five, it can lead to health problems because of increased stress. There are many ADHD traits that make it tough to control anger. The strongest is probably impaired executive function and diminished inhibition. This leads to hasty responses to frustration and impatience. People with ADHD also feel emotions more intensely than neurotypical people, which causes us to overreact to situations or experiences that most people would respond to reasonably. You say you fly off the handle with your wife and kids? Well, perhaps you find yourself blurting out hurtful things in the heat of the moment, forgetting the last time you did this and the regret you felt afterwards. When you combine poor working memory skills, which is typical of those with ADHD, 
the emotional impulsivity, a person may not say the right things or take the right action when he or she is frustrated or angry. Let's talk about how we control our emotions with ADHD. First of all, remember that anger is not necessarily bad. It is a natural reaction to feelings of hurt and betrayal. Anger can be a motivating force, promoting positive energy. At times, it is important to demonstrate a sense of injustice at wrongdoing. And, at times, it is okay to express your anger in a healthy, non-confrontational way. Second, recognize the early warning signs that indicate that you're losing control of your emotions. Are you easily irritated? Are you impatient with others? Do you go from calm to furious in a flash? Do you feel your chest tighten? Do you start clenching your jaw or grinding your teeth? Learn to recognize those ADHD moments that tell you that anger is on the way. For example, if you always seem to argue with your wife at night, avoid bringing up contentious topics when you're tired. It's difficult to make smart choices when you're in the grip of negative feelings. Number three, give yourself a timeout. My husband has a difficult time with this one. I'm just going to be honest with you. Whenever I feel like my emotions are starting to come through, I definitely need to put some distance between the situation that is stressing me out and my reaction to it. So you should do the same. It's a good tip. Allow yourself time to process those harsh feelings and negative thoughts so that you can channel them into positive action. That when you're speaking to your partner, to whomever, it's not just going to be a negative explosive reaction. Number four, get lots of exercise. Physical activity will help you focus and feel better. Exercise helps burn off extra tension and it reduces the stress that fuels your angry outburst. Go for a walk. Fresh air will do you good. Later, you can come back and go to the prom with a new perspective. It's also important to get enough sleep and eat healthy food, both of which will help you regulate your emotion. Okay, number five, think before you speak and become a better listener. In the heat of a discussion, it's really hard to listen. But try, try, try to pause a bit to collect your thoughts and reflect on what the other person is saying. This one is certainly easier said than done, but try it. Number six, practice simple relaxation strategies such as deep focused breathing or focusing on relaxing imagery. Choose a memory from the past that calms you. You can also use progressive muscle relaxation techniques, slowly tensing up your muscles and then relaxing them. Start with your toes and work your way all the way up to your neck and your head. Number seven, be aware that adults with ADHD often fixate on thoughts and feelings. This means focusing on a thought, whether it's positive or negative, and not being able to shift away from it. That means that you're likely to not be able to stop thinking about it and about how someone reacted to you or about how a situation is just so overwhelming. There is an expression, hurting people hurt you. In those moments, ask yourself how your thoughts are serving you and what it would feel like if you let them go. Okay, number eight. Know that anger may come from poor self-esteem. Your self-identity is how you see yourself in relation to the rest of the world. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and I want you to be honest with yourself. Do you see yourself as having value? Do you typically judge yourself pretty harshly? The reality is... Poor self-esteem has detrimental effects on your relationships, especially when it brings constant emotional turmoil. Number nine, leave your past behind. As you mentioned, some of your anger towards your kids may be due to memories of your own failures as a child. It's important to forgive your past self. As I say all the time on this podcast, we deserve 
not only to give other people grace, but we also deserve that grace ourselves from ourselves. And I feel like I also mention this in every single podcast, but think about trying cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as CBT. CBT enables you to focus on how you process your thoughts and emotions. It's a short-term, goal-oriented treatment that can change your patterns of thinking and actions by focusing on the thoughts, images, beliefs, and attitudes that hold you hostage to negative behaviors. Now, I'm just a nurse, and as I have to put disclaimers in a lot of these podcasts, I'm just a nurse who loves to do research. And I especially love to do research about something to help me be better. And I just want to share the research that I've done to help you if you experience the same things. The very last one is, have you thought about medication? ADHD medication is very helpful for impulsive behaviors, as well as for improving your focus and your working memory. You may also need medication if a mood disorder and or anxiety trigger your anger. Now, It is definitely best to see a mental health practitioner who is well-versed in ADHD to make sure that you have the right diagnosis. I know that that changes from country to country, but in the United States, while I think going to your primary care provider is wonderful, I think going to someone who specializes in this for a diagnosis, a psychiatrist, a psychologist that they they know what to look for. If I had a heart attack, I wouldn't go to my neurosurgeon. You can't completely eliminate angry feelings, but you can change the way that you handle your emotions and keep your anger in check. And by doing that, you can make a positive difference in your relationship with your family, at work, and even your friends. If you would like to contribute to this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the neurodivergent nurse, where you can get exclusive bonus episode, script of the show prior to the release, uncut video interviews of the guest, input on upcoming shows and ideas, and even more. Also, be sure to follow the neuro Divergent Nurse on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with someone that you think could also benefit from the Neurodivergent Nurse. And go ahead while you have time and while you're thinking about it and rate it and leave a review five stars on your favorite listening platform so that other people can find the show easily as well. And I now time to leave you with a joke. Although this joke is not about ADHD, I was listening to one of my favorite podcast called High School Sucked. It has comedian Darcy Michael on it and Jane Stanton, and they're just a blast. They're so funny. Anyway, Jane was talking about, I don't know, dad jokes that she was getting from people who were trying to date her on this dating app. So here's the joke. How does a country guy get a country girl to like him? A tractor. Okay, I hope you all have a great week, and I can't wait to talk to you again.